no matter who you play, you don't average 500 yards a game. <laughs> that team is not a fraud. They could be playing against a college football. Well, that's not true, but <laughs> yeah. I mean. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 77 of the Harvester Sports Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Noah. I'm Austin. And we've got a lot to talk about this week. Let's do it. A lot changed in the NFL, looking a little different. Mm-hmm. No more undefeated teams. Both the undefeated teams lost. We're going to get to, later on, we'll get to whether that's, yeah. you know, how worried how Those worried they should be, should be yeah. if it's an overreaction to say that things are like head downhill <laughs> or not. But first, you want to talk about the Monday night game? Yeah, let's talk about the Cowboys beating the Chargers. Uh, this is a statement that I thought I'd never say, but Dak Prescott outplayed a quarterback this week, and he outplayed Justin Herbert. Dak actually had a really good game. The Cowboys played well on all fronts, special teams, defense, offense. They were able to hold the uh, the Chargers, and I liked this. Like When they played the Niners, I was like, it's over, Cowboys fans. It's over, but I might be on the team of maybe there's a little hope, because they actually played really well, and Dak played really well. He's good on his legs. He's good throwing the ball. I was excited to watch it this week. The, the Cowboys did good. Dak had 40-something rushing yards, 280, I think, passing yards. boy, Dak. Welcome back to the league, brother. For, uh, coming from the other perspective of looking at the Chargers, I think that not to overreact to one loss, but just looking at, looking at this season and last season, I think there's a lot of questions about what's going on uh, in L.A. if the Chargers are going to continue to keep losing if they're going to have to look for another coach uh, because at some point Brandon Staley when you look at the Chargers roster there's a ton of talent stacked on that roster uh, on both offense and defense uh, and they just haven't really been able to produce like people have hoped for them to mm-hmm. uh, or one of them were expected them to so at some point, you got to point the finger somewhere. Somebody's got to take the fall for that. And I don't think it's going to be Justin Herbert because he is incredibly uh, young and talented. Um, and so you got to look at, look at maybe look at the coaching and say, are we always making the best decisions? What's this play calling looking like? I totally think you're right because, I mean, after being a Raider fan for so long, like it's easy to make fun of the charge Justin Herbert. But in reality, Justin Herbert has just pure like talent. Like he is... Like, he can sling the ball when he needs to. He can make good throws. He can be mobile on his feet. It's not like he's just a straight garbage-time quarterback, even though how many times I'll make fun of him or how many times he's messed up in prime time. A lot of it could be looking at the head coach. And maybe with a better coach, we could see more from Justin Herbert. Maybe we could see them actually pull something off. But I don't know. I, I do think that Justin Herbert is not all to blame, though. I understand that he is a, a good quarterback. The Chargers have lately not always been completely healthy, Mm -hmm. but still when you look at a team that's quarterbacked by Justin Herbert, has Austin Eckler, has Keenan Allen, Mm -hmm. when healthy Mike Williams on offense. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got guys like Khalil Mack, Mm -hmm. Bosa, Derwin James. James. You have a lot of great names on there. Mm -hmm. I think that somebody has to... Step up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, the talent on that roster, they should not be yeah. uh, a losing team. But that's what they are. I know. And it is hard because even though we, uh, 
we came out or like last week, I was all about oh the Cowboys are so much worse than the Niners. Cowboys won, Niners lost this week, which I didn't think would happen, but I still you know it's good for the Cowboys to get that win. Niners unfortunately lost, but I still don't see them as that close. But I don't mean to bring the Niners into this conversation yet. That's yeah, that was a while. Um, <laughs> Just to bring them out of nowhere, be like, by the way, you're still worse. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people who are overreact. I mean, that that's just the nature of the NFL. That, that's yeah. what happens when it's football season is we overreact from oh, week yeah. to week. The Cowboys get blown out and we say, wow, the Cowboys suck. They're mm-hmm. horrible. Uh, and then the next week they win a primetime game and yeah. people are like, oh, they actually are real competitors. They could go deep <laughs> in the playoffs. Like one game mm-hmm. against the Chargers, though it was a good game for the Cowboys and was yeah. a step in the right direction. If they keep playing like that, they could build some momentum. I would tamper the expectations and say it's not like, oh, now all of a sudden the Cowboys are just a fantastic team with no problems. No, this is still the same Cowboys team that got blown out by the 49ers who are a much better team than not the that Chargers. Long, yeah. So you you have to, in order to compete in the playoffs, you have to be able to compete against good teams, not just against losing teams like the Chargers. I agree. Uh, that being said, the Cowboys should be proud of their win. It was a good win. So Yeah. And, I mean, speaking about the Niners, we're talking about them now, losing to the Browns, which was wild game. I think the first one I want to talk about is the uh, fumble, non-fumble that was called on the field. I don't know if uh, all of you saw that, but it was ruled a incomplete pass, which was shocking to me. A lot of Niners fans didn't like the call. I think the call was a little dumb. I think it should have been a fumble. His hand barely moved forward at all. That ball was already out by the time the hand was coming forward. So some could say that's what, you know, cost the Niners the game, but also you could have been in a position to win uh, a lot earlier than that. I know it's hard when Trent Williams goes out, CMC gets hurt, Debo gets hurt. You lost a lot of your big guys during that game. Hopefully they can all can come back, but I don't think I would overreact yet for that loss. You're talking about the one that's like the second quarter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's time to overreact yet. You lost three big players on your team it just it was a wacky week and like a niner fan uh that we're friends with said the niners kryptonite is backup quarterbacks apparently so looking at the niners loss to the browns at first glance it looks really bad you know the niners a yeah. undefeated team best team in the nfl lose to the browns who have their backup quarterback playing yeah uh that being said i i don't think this was like a good loss by any means I don't, yeah I mean, good losses very rarely actually exist. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, I think that Niners fans should not be panicking. I think it's an no. over- overreaction. I think it's an overreaction to be like, oh, wow, this is really, really bad. Um, yeah, it's a tough loss and it's a bummer. But the Browns, despite having a backup quarterback playing, mm-hmm. it's not like this Browns team is a trash football team. No. Uh, stat for you, the Browns this season allow an average of 200.4 yards per game. They give up 200 yards to offenses per game. That is the least amount of yards per game since 1970. The 1970 and the 1969 Vikings allowed fewer (laughs) yards. No other team in the history of football has allowed fewer yards per game. Mm. So when I see the Brock Purdy slander out there, like, yeah, Brock Purdy didn't have a good game. He could have and should have played a lot better. That being said, it's not like he was going against a team of trash cans. Yeah, no, you were playing a great defense. So when you're playing good defense and also when it came down to it in the end, when you want to have 
those great weapons, old reliable to go to, and you don't have Christian McCaffrey and you don't have Debo Samuel. Obviously, the Browns were also missing players and yeah. important players uh, like Deshaun Watson. So I'm not making excuses for the yeah. Niners and saying like, oh, they could have, would have, should have won this. But I don't think that this loss is... I, I think that people will see this loss and choose to look at it as an indictment on how good the 49ers yeah. are when it also is actually just a reflection of that the Browns' defense is really good. The Browns make some really capable capable play calling. Yeah. Um, and I think the Browns should be incredibly proud of that victory, not just that the 49ers should be disappointed in it. Yeah, and just to double down that point, I think you're totally right. This isn't taking anything away from the Browns in that in a great victory over uh, what was an undefeated team. But just strictly coming from a point, if you are a Niners fan, do not worry about this. It came down to a missed. Well, field. I'd worry a little bit. I worry about the, all the players you are uh, now missing, but and the loss. I yeah. I would worry, but I wouldn't all out panic on the yeah. season. But I do think that a loss is a loss. Yeah. And you should have lost the Browns. Yeah, it came down to a missed field goal. You lost your running back. You lost your wide receiver. You lost your starting uh, left tackle. It's there are a lot of things that went wrong for you guys, but don't give up just yet. Don't burn your Brock Purdy jerseys, everybody. It's fine. Well, and you know, there's a lot of different, it, it just wasn't, wasn't a great game, but there's a lot yeah. of things that you can point to, like the referees doing an atrocious job all game. <laughs> Granted that probably hurt both teams. Mm. Uh, like some plays hurt, hurt yeah. each other more than others, but, um, or calls, I mean, uh, in the fourth quarter, that personal foul that was very uh-huh. blatantly, obviously not a personal foul mm-hmm. that gave the Browns a first down on what would have then been fourth down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty big deal. Um, but you know, you can play, play the game of if ifs and buts all the time at the end of the day, the Niners should have won that game. Um, yeah. I mean, like they have the, the talent and the skill set that they should have won that game, but they didn't, didn't show up, didn't perform. Um, but you know, that just goes to show you that no team is perfect and, now the 49ers uh, don't have to worry about keeping perfection the rest of the season, I guess. Exactly. Maybe a little weight off some of your uh, Niner fans' shoulders if you were going to be stressed about being undefeated all season. Maybe maybe you needed a little, okay. Yeah, the, I mean. <laughs> you need a little breath. Yeah, the way I see it, this obviously wasn't a good thing for the Niners, but yeah. I think they're still by far the best team, uh, best team in the NFL. I think they're still the team to beat, especially when everybody's healthy and playing well. I think so. You want to talk about another undefeated team that is now defeated, uh, where the Eagles lost to the Jets 14-20 to this week, which was just as shocking as the Browns beating the Niners. But Zach Wilson still comes out of nowhere just to show that, like, randomly he can throw in these big-time performances. But I'll- but I disagree. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't – I mean – Put your mind. The, the Jets' defense won that game. Yeah. Zach Wilson did not win them that game. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's surviving to his credit. <laughs> to his credit, he's keeping, he's doing good enough for them to survive. To stay afloat, yeah. With an elite, elite, elite defense. <laughs> yeah. With but Sauce Gardner missing it, too. Then they still were able to pull out the victory. You want some Zach Wilson stats? <laughs> Zach Wilson, passer rating, 33rd. Yards per game, 32nd. Completion percentage, 31st. So don't be deceived by the Jets being <laughs> three and three to be like, oh, wow, maybe Zach Wilson is that guy. The Jets have an incredible, incredible defense, which is phenomenal, but it's hard to count on that to carry you to the playoffs, yeah. I think. I think. I think you're right. He's doing just enough to keep them afloat and keep them alive. But also, I do want to talk about from the other side, I don't think it's time. I saw people already, which I get it's the media and it's sports where everyone's going to 
you know, go one side of the pendulum or the other, and it's going to swing back and forth. People who are all out attacking Jalen Hurts, even though he had a bad game and threw three interceptions, but people saying, is have we seen a downward spiral of Jalen Hurts? Like, can we relax? Like just a week ago, it's just like when Josh Allen had a bad week one. Like, let's all just breathe. They were undefeated before this week. Yes, he had a bad game. It's not time to start calling this dude trash already, which is insane that I've seen. And I'm not going to throw out their name, but a big sports YouTube channel uh, saying that he's spiraling downward now. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple takeaways. One is that it's not really a new takeaway for me, but reaffirms that I, I don't think that the Eagles – I don't think it's like 1A, 1B. Eagles mm-hmm. are right behind the Niners in the NFC. I think that there significantly is a gap between the Niners and mm-hmm. the Eagles. The Niners are the team to beat. Although saying that on a week where the Niners also lost a game that they shouldn't have yeah. lost. Um, that being said, I think that, you know, like I said, the Jets are an incredible defense and they forced four turnovers. Yeah. Jalen didn't play as good as he could have, but I don't think that means that he's not still a talented quarterback. I think that, Stuff happens any given Sunday. Yeah, and I do want to say I am not the Zach Wilson's the future guy. I guarantee if Aaron Rodgers can come back sometime this year, like they're saying, maybe week 15, they will cast Zach Wilson into the fire as soon as Aaron Rodgers can come back when when it's time. Yeah, but yeah. I also, Zach Wilson, though, if he does play good enough to mm-hmm. like because what they're saying, which I, I still have a hard time believing about Aaron Rodgers coming back. I mean, maybe he'll be back for like first round of playoffs. Personally, I'd be scared to come back, but that's I'm also that's not nice. very I don't find the videos to be super compelling when they post a video <laughs> of him throwing and are like, this man tore his Achilles 30 yeah, days yeah, yeah. ago and look what he's doing. Like, yeah, he's standing upright and throwing, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, not using his legs at all, which that's the part that was yeah. hurt. So I don't think, but um, if he does end up coming back like in time for playoffs and Zach Wilson does carry your team to playoffs, yeah. then at that point, like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers in his first game back off a of torn Achilles or Zach Wilson, who at that point has been carrying. It's hard. It's like, so. it's like the Brock Purdy, Jimmy G thing all over again. Uh, it, it's the... The thing, I'm I'm not Aaron's doctor. I'm not Aaron. I don't know what's going on. Personally, for me, I would be, like, I don't know how, it looks like the healing's going fast, but still, I would be scared to come, to come back that fast. Because that does, it's extremely fast to come back from the Achilles injury. If it does come back by week 15, I feel like, man, just, I don't know. If you guys are in a spot where you can make a push, then maybe make a push, but I'd be worried about re-injuring and coming back that fast. Yeah, I, I'm not his doctor. Even though the Jets have managed to do a much better job of staying afloat with mm-hmm. Zach Wilson at QB than most people thought they were going to, yeah, I am still of the mindset that if I still think that if you want to make a push for the playoffs, if you think that you could maybe make the playoffs this year, uh, and you're putting your eggs in that basket, I still think you go after another quarterback. Yeah, whether that's um, Kirk Cousins is the one that mm-hmm. everybody's throwing out but, there, yeah. and I think he would be the best option. Mm-hmm. But one that I think, and people throw out Kirk Cousins, just part of that is Kirk makes sense, would work in that yeah. system, kind of adds up. Uh, but also just his situation in Minnesota with the team's record and his contract and stuff, mm-hmm. it makes sense that they might want to let him go. Uh, another one that I haven't seen as much about, though, that I would actually, if Kirk Cousins doesn't work out and they want a new quarterback, I think Ryan Tannehill would be oh. um, a poten- a good potential trade, yeah. partially because, well, right now Titans are two and four. 
so they're not in nearly as bad a spot as the Vikings. Yeah. But I mean, Jags are going to take that division, and you know you've got um, you got two capable you've got Will Levis, you've got Will Levis, and you've got um, Malik Willis. Yeah. yeah, you've got Will Levis, and you've got Malik Willis. So if you think that one of those guys is your future, and you don't presumably you don't think that Ryan Tannehill is your long term guy for yeah. the next however long. So if you have an opportunity, and I think Ryan Tannehill would be a good fit. Um, would be a good fit enough to get that team to yeah. get the Jets to the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill's, you know, you could count on him week in, week out to uh, to do a good job of um, of getting you those wins that Zach Wilson can't quite yeah. get you. And Ryan Tannehill has a little bit of mobility to move around, uh, considering there would be no offensive line waiting for him if he went to New York. <laughs> so that would be helpful. But um, yeah, that's one that I think could make sense where. Uh, from both teams' perspectives, it would make sense for Ryan Tannehill to go to New York. Well, I think I think that's a great idea because if just strictly from Tennessee's point of view, and if Ryan Tannehill will be available, you guys probably aren't going to win this division. The Jags are looking good. The Texans are even the look. The Texans are looking good as of late. The Texans are like Texans are playing great football. And again, your Titans, you have well, and two- the Colts are have a winning record yeah, or, and, or not a winning record even I yeah think. i think so and if the titan like the, if you're the titans you have two quarterbacks that you've drafted within the last two years sitting on your bench uh, it's one of their time to shine pretty soon presumably you're gonna lose derrick henry in in a few years like it might be time move on for ryan Tannehill. i i think you're right i think ryan Tannehill probably would be a great option for for them uh for them if they need to i like that option uh I want to talk about uh, my team, the New York Giants, and their game against the Bills when they lost 9-14. to Listen, the tough conversation to have if you're a Giants fan is, <laughs> has Tyrod Taylor looked better than Danny has recently when Daniel's healthy? And I think, I think yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor looked like, he, like a good quarterback. Tyrod Taylor was pushing it down the field. He was playing good football well enough to keep, to keep you with, uh, within – a game-winning touchdown at the end uh, from beating the Buffalo Bills, which the Buffalo Bills are a good team, right? They have a good defense, good offense, and you are one no-call P.I. call away on Darren Waller from winning that football game. And I don't know. I think Tyrod Taylor performed well. I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mad if Tyrod Taylor starts next week if you want to give Dan, uh, Danny another week to heal. I think Saquon being back, he looked great. Darren Waller looked, he probably played one of the best games he's played as a Giant this year. Uh, who else we got, we got here? Darius Slayton played well. Uh, the rookie, Wanda Robinson. Giants look better playing against a good team. I don't know. Really? I think so. <laughs> Listen, you have to They remember. didn't score a touchdown. I know, but you have to know this from Giants fan perspective, we haven't scored a point in a long time. Yeah. I- <laughs> That's That game was looking good for us, which is hard, I know. I mean, I like... I get I get that the Bills are a good team and the Giants held their own with them, yeah. so that's a good thing. But it's not like the Giants offense was looking dynamic. Yeah, but I'm just that's the best we've looked in a minute. Like Ty Yeah, but like Tyra put two hundred yards. <laughs> it's not like he I mean like yeah, credit to Tyrod, he played yeah. well, but it's not like he No, he didn't come in like was yeah cooking. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a little bit of hope that I had. Is all I got. I know all you other fans are blessed to be able to cook, all you Niners fans and whatever, but that's the best I got this week. <laughs> Was seeing a 200-yard uh, passing game and been like, well, hold on, do we got something now here? <laughs> Unfortunately, that you know that game could have been a little different if the refs were a little 
It's true. It, that's all a, I'm saying is that 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 looked a lot like a pass interference on that that last play. No time dude, left. Seven point game. Dude, looked a, a lot like a pass interference. Beautiful drive to get in Same. there. He could not lift his hand to catch the ball. His hand was being held down, and the refs are just sleepy. They want to go home. Poor D wall. <laughs> yeah. One, well, they had just called PI, so maybe they didn't yeah, want to double up. They probably were a little scared. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, do when people think we're tanking? Well, you tanked. <laughs> you blew the game. My bad." Well, don't you think you like throwing calls? But that was a to me one hundred percent should have been an interference call. And another chance. I mean, it was also a brave call on the one yard line to start with to go for the pass. I probably would have tried to run it in, but you know what? I'm not Brian Dable. So I want to move on to another team. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are a team that consistently. Looking in sports media, it seems like the Dolphins can do no right because they are having like the best season imaginable, yeah. basically. Like they are doing phenomenal this season. Yeah. They're putting up historic numbers. Uh, but still there's a lot of people uh in sports media saying, like, I'll believe it when I see it. I still don't really fo- this to a guy, I still don't really know about him. Um, and all this, uh, like calling them like Basically saying, ah, oh, not 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 sure we're not sold yet. Not yeah. not yeah. Pe- people saying they're not totally sold on them mm-hmm. or that they're frauds or whatever. I will say the Dolphins, who are five and one, the opponents that they have beat have a combined record of five and twenty-four. They've played one team with a winning record, the four and two Bills, and they lost that game. Yeah. So they haven't beat any winning teams, and all the teams that they've beat have not only been losing teams, but really bad teams. Do you think that that's a fair criticism to say the Dolphins, like, haven't shown themselves, haven't proved themselves yet? Uh, I really don't know because it's like what you said. Was it last week? You said you only can beat the teams that you play, right? Uh, So, I don't know. They haven't. Yeah, but they haven't. (laughs) I mean, they haven't beat the Bills. They beat the other ones. Uh, I don't know. I think... I think it's hard because two is, like, he's played really well. Tyreek Hill's played really well. Uh... It's hard. Waddle, when healthy, has played well. I mean, two or through for another three touchdowns. So, I mean, the teams that are put in front of them, they perform well. It just, it'll, I do understand. I would like to see them have to actually play a tough team. And they will in the next coming weeks, and then we'll really get to see what they're made of. But I don't know. I, I think they're a good football team. I wouldn't put them above the Niners quite yet. I think they're a high, very high powered offense. And I don't know. I, I, it's hard because I could really go back and forth and like fully go on the yeah, other, just blowing out these awful teams. But I don't know. I think they're a good enough team to where they will be able to put up a fight against these better teams. Yeah. I, I don't think being 5 1 or whatever there is a mistake. Yeah. I potentially against my own better judgment, I'm pretty much fully on board with the Dolphins hype train. Yeah. I get the argument. Their opponents they've beat mm-hmm. combined 5 and 24, mm-hmm. haven't beat a team with a winning record. They've, only beat bad teams, whatever. You got relaxed, but as you're saying it, yeah, like, hang, well, hang on, is, <laughs> hang on, is it a good argument? Yeah, I, I get the I get the argument. Um, that being said, I watched Tua, and I don't think like I don't know. I still don't know about this guy. I have to see more. I I'm yeah. I watched Tua, and he seems incredibly talented. I'm super yeah. impressed with that offense, uh, with the coaching. Defense is maybe not totally what I'd like to see all the time, but at the end of the day. I get it. They haven't played the toughest opponents, but the team is averaging 498.7 yards per game. No matter who you play, you don't average 500 yards a game. 
I don't care what you say. About, that team is not a fraud. They could be playing against a college football. Well, that's not true, but <laughs> yeah. have, I mean, they, they could be playing against garbage teams yeah. every single week and putting up 500 yards per game is still historic. It's the most exactly. yards per game that a team has ever averaged in NFL history. I, I mean, their offense is just so incredible that I don't care if you're not mm. playing against, uh, like if you're not playing against the Niners and the Chiefs every week, if you're playing against teams that are not maybe as great, uh, if you're putting up numbers like that, I'm yeah. inclined to think that you're a pretty good football team. And still. don't forget, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about the Browns holding teams to 200 yards and how insane that was. Now, yeah. well, the holding teams, they're dropping 500 yards. <laughs> 500 yards on teams this this is not a mistake it's not just they're a insanely high powered offense and mike mcdaniels being able to come in here and and just really help to his career has been amazing and speaking with their defense they don't don't even have Jalen ramsey out there yet yeah and that's what i was gonna say is that they that's sort of my biggest question mark for the dolphins is like when you do end up playing good teams yeah is it going to be a shootout every time or is your defense going to be able to to kind of yeah uh, contribute on their end as well which you know that would be a lot easier if Jalen Ramsey was back uh, that would help out a lot oh yeah but uh yeah their i mean their offense is just incredible and i i'm pretty much fully on board with the the hype train even if it is too too much too soon or whatever yeah i think Tua has caught enough crap from the media mm-hmm. and he's gotten enough hate from probably if you go back to probably us if, he, yeah, say, if you go back to old episodes the boys have probably slipped up and slammed him sorry a times. just know at the time it was maybe made sense sorry you watched the games a year or two ago and you tell us you weren't off that train <laughs> you guys are staying loyal man now we now can't I change didn't, didn't know my man was gonna get hit in the head and become the goat yeah <laughs> just need a few times to be banged up and now you're the greatest player of play <laughs> But I think you're totally right when it ter- uh, in terms of will they be able to keep putting up like these insane yards and will they be able just to win by straight shootouts because just because they make 500 yard uh, 500 yard average look easy it's not easy and you're not going to be able to sustain that against instant but maybe they will I guess we haven't seen yet so well, and they're the, like another criticism they're saying like yeah t- uh, Tua's hitting open receivers. Anybody can hit an open receiver when they've got 20-yard separation. <laughs> hey, I don't care how it happens. They're open and he's hitting them. Hey, guess what? I wouldn't hit it. <laughs> I'd soar it. <laughs> would you soar it or would be short? <laughs> that's, that's actually a good Sorry, fags. <laughs> if Tyreek Hill's leaking deep, I'm not worried about you overthrowing <laughs> yeah. it. They <laughs> were worried about me overthrowing that man. I'd already be in the lead, I think. <laughs> now let's talk about the Lions versus the Buccaneers. The Lions move into five and one, beating the Buccaneers twenty to six. Jared Goff just being a dog. I don't really know how to say it. And, uh, he's been able to put up these amazing performances, and Jared Goff really coming from. I know it's been a minute since he's been on the Rams, but really coming from the Rams, the Detroit and the Lions have been such a good just change of scenery for him because he really looks like a different quarterback as of late. And Jared Goff has been able to put up these insane stat lines like. This week, putting up uh, 30 completions, 353 yards, two touchdowns. Amara State Brown doing his job. Uh, they're a solid football team. They're, uh, I'm going to throw out some sayings like every coach in high school ever. They're a gritty football team. <laughs> they play hard. <laughs> and I like the Lions. It's a, it's a team that I'll always be able to root for. And for Derek, good job beating the Bucks, guys. <laughs> you need that down the line. 
Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the Lions are. I think the Lions are the real deal, and maybe people are hesitant to accept that because they're the Lions. And yeah. AFC, so fair enough. But I mean, we've seen them get progressively better the past uh, three years. Yeah. Every year that Dan Campbell has gotten has been there, they have gotten progressively better each year, and now we're seeing them absolutely exactly. cooking teams left and right. I mean, I mean they have. Just the coat, the coaching, but also the talent is so deep on that offense. Yeah. Where even, I mean, they they take Jameer Gibbs in the first round, and yeah. this last week he was hurt. But even before that, like he, they've mm-hmm. haven't really utilized him that much, and they've still been, you know, like whether it's David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, or mm-hmm. now they've got Jameson Williams back and haven't really fully like, yeah, incorporated him yet exactly. as much as people thought they might like. They, there are so many great players on that team that we forget. Like, yeah, Jameson Williams is on that team. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs is on that team. There are exactly. great guys that are like their team is so good and so deep that they're not even all getting touches. And, and now I know a lot of people were mad about uh, Gibbs not getting touches, and we've never want anyone hurt. But with David Montgomery down now, we're gonna be see we're gonna see a lot more of Gibbs now. Because David Montgomery got hurt this week. So many Jameson Williams back from his suspension, and Sam Laporta has been incredible for them the, the mm-hmm. rookie tight end he really has shined for the detroit lions he's i mean and he's so young and he's putting up great numbers every week i'm excited to watch that young man i'm glad he's on my fancy team. if you just go through like the skills position players they're <laughs> all like studs yeah, they got, like that's insane and young guys yeah, t- yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh they're gonna be old and like wash out soon like no these are young dudes that they got here and they're yeah, gonna play well yeah, that's crazy because you've got Laporta, Gibbs, you've, <laughs> you've got Williams, Monty, yeah. you've got Jamison Williams, you've got Amonra St. Brown, uh-huh. who's wide receiver two or three. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, that's a hey, great, great team. Good job. You got some great guys. Hey, run that division. <laughs> hey, do what you do, man. Dude, didn't even get to talk about the industry plant <laughs> at the Chargers game. That one's freaking out about. <laughs> that's true. The chick that looks like... First off, uh, on her way too long, throwing up the most emotion ever. That looks just. I'm sorry if you are a real human or a not a not paid actor. It looks fake your celebrations. And then when they're like, "Well, guys, we're gonna put her on the Pat McAfee show and prove she's real." And then she has the perfect camera, the perfect Chargers background, jer- pristine jersey. Perfect. And and no, guys, I'm real. I'm just like you. Yeah. And it looks like she's on a yes, set. <laughs> exactly. She's on a full movie set. I'm just a mom of four. I'm just a. I love football. And everyone's like, this made it worse. <laughs> and I love the memes too, where it's like they really have to pay people to be charged. Yeah, I, I love that the charge. There's two ways to look at it. One, she's an industry plant. They had to yeah. pay players to be or pay people to be fans, or look at it as. Even if she's not insane, that that's how down bad your fa- your yes, fan base exactly. is. That you have one fan that shows passion, excitement and, at your games, and people are like, "That's got to be fake." Like, like that's her. Wide, <laughs> so widely spread, everybody's like, "That can't be real." Bro, that that it, can't it be overtakes real. the internet. And the Vikings picture. Sorry, looks like she was a Vikings fan. And I saw that's some true. people on Twitter saying, "Can't change fan bases." <laughs> Weird team to jump to. Like, I was a Vikings fan. Now I'm a Chargers fan. Okay, yeah, why? It's rough. <laughs> But now I want to talk about a young man named Caleb Williams, uh, who's in the news, not for being a good quarterback, but for saying that he wants a stake in the team that drafts him. Is that the most uh, be nice, insane thing you've ever, you've heard recently? 
wants a team to draft him, and then he wants a portion of that team because he thinks he's going to make them that much money. I like that you have confidence, buddy. Yeah, I, I didn't like see, it. I also just don't like like legally. I don't like. I don't think no that, because I just no don't as I saw because that's like no I dodging exactly. the salary cap exactly. I saw something today. It said uh, Aaron Rodgers should do that, and the NFL acceptance said that can't happen. It's illegal. Yeah, no, so he absolutely cannot. <laughs> and would there ever be a time where you would offer that to a rookie? <laughs> like, yeah, but okay, what percent you want? One percent of this insane amount of money for that young kid, Caleb. You're gonna be a good football player. Let's, uh, I really hope that that's someone from your media, from your group, that put that out there and that wasn't a direct statement from you because that was insane when I first read that. <laughs> but hey, I'm excited to draft you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a 12-man fantasy football league where I have the least amount of points scored out of all 12 teams and I have the most points scored against me out of all 12 teams. For no reason, those stats have to be piled onto you. <laughs> no no he's already dead <laughs> and it's not even that your team's bad by the way when They're i look bad at, look <laughs>